and good morning, everybody, or whenever you're listening to this. This is episode nine of our podcast, CrossFit PR Star, not for time, because this is for quality, and we want to make sure that we take as long as it takes to get our message across. Um, this week, we're talking about, um, here's the thing, Ryan, I see you over there playing on your phone. You're making a choice, right? You're making a choice to ignore me. <laughs> I would never ignore you, my friend. And here's the thing. Crossfitters, they made a choice, right? They made a choice by walking into a CrossFit gym and signing up, and they decided to forego the global gym. They want to do CrossFit. And now here they are at this other crossroads deciding whether they want to do CrossFit for health and wellness and longevity or if they want to go down the competition route. And that is sometimes a very tough choice. What do you think about that, Ryan? Well... CrossFit for wellness and CrossFit for competition are, are two different uh, beasts in its own, right? Um, I, when I first started CrossFit, I I did I started CrossFit because of the wellness that, that I wanted, right? Um, we've all heard my story. I've I've I lost a lot of weight. Um, you know, being strong was, or knowing lifts was something I already knew about, but it was something I wanted to do again. I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to stay fit. Um, I definitely wanted to, uh, <laughs> the old added look good naked, um, type movement. Um, but then I, I started doing CrossFit more and more and I started talking with, um, uh, Todd Katz, who was the owner of, uh, Hammerdown CrossFit. And, uh, he, I mean, I was always, a person that enjoyed competition so it was easy for me when he said oh you know you're you're good at CrossFit mm -hmm. you should look into competitions um I mean that kind of just sparked everything for me and uh but it took me a solid I'd say year and a half to really understand what that would then entail exactly right? yeah um you know I, I've never made regionals. I've never made the games. You know, I've had a top hundred finish in the open once. Uh, I've gone down to Miami for Wadapalooza for two years. I've done Cold War. I've done Superfits. Um, but you, on the other hand, who have competed at a higher level at regionals, and uh, that was down in Miami, right? Um, yeah. So there was Jacksonville, and then. Uh over in Asia twice, the uh, Asia Regional or the Pacific Regional is what it was the last time I went. So, yeah, I mean, we can, we'll can we get to the competition side of as far as like what, because a lot of people, they, they see what's portrayed and what's kind of filtered out on Instagram and all these professional CrossFitters, they seem like they have this awesome life, but they, that's, that's like a 1% of what they actually go through, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, CrossFit for wellness, I think that's how everybody starts. I mean, a lot of people... I, I mean, I hope people are realistic and self-aware enough to know, like, they're not going to go into CrossFit and go to the games right away. It's CrossFit started because they want to change from the normal, right? That's a big thing we see a lot of. Hey, I want something different. They want to lose some weight, and they want to get stronger. I mean, CrossFit covers all those. we got the strength and the conditioning aspect of it. So that's a very easy sell to kind of get people in and say, look, Take a look at our class structure. You want to get stronger? Boom, we got five by three push press. You want to get leaner and fit? We got this awful 12 minute Metcon that's going to wreck your life, but you're going to thank yourself later because of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, even if you look at it in the sense of some of the people that we know, right? Um, using us, taking us out of it, 
uh, people at the gym that have competed at a high level um, or just have competed, right? They didn't walk in and say, hey, I've done CrossFit for a week. I'm going to go down and do a super fit down in Roanoke. Or, uh, you know, it takes time, right? We've talked about how CrossFit can be intimidating. Um, I would like to meet the person that walked in and did CrossFit for a week and decided that they were going to go do a competition because we can do a whole other podcast on how intimidating a competition is. Right. Um, So, you know, it doesn't matter if you're competing in a local competition or it doesn't matter if you're uh, scaled, intermediate, RX, elite level. Um, It takes a while to get there. So I think... You know, one of my biggest things is is that I, I really think that people miss misunderstand what what CrossFit is when it comes to the wellness side, right? Right. Um, you know, like I said, I lost a lot of weight. I've seen um, Chrissy Fulton, who used to be a long distance runner, completely change her her mindset, her body. Um, She's able to run better now than she was when she was an actual runner because she has the strength behind it. Um, I've seen I've seen changes in a lot of people, and um, it doesn't just happen that you're going to jump in the competitive world. That wellness is, is really really important. Um, one of the things that I think or I believe that you should do CrossFit or, or anything for that matter. Um, as I have written down here in my little note section, is to stay active and be able to play with your kids, right? Right. Um, and take the kids out of it. Let's say you don't have kids. How about just staying active, right? Yeah. Um, I believe the United States is one of the most obese countries out there. Um, I'm not even going to go down that world or road that starts bringing out numbers or whatnot. Um but you start, you've, you've seen a shift in everything that we are in our society now. Yeah. You know, oh, I want to count macros. Is it paleo? Um, eat healthy. You know, I can't believe I'm going to give them a little bit of props real quick. But McDonald's, yeah. they're like trying to change their whole menu because they realize no one wants to eat that shit anymore, right? Exactly. Everybody in, the, there's a shift within the United States. And it's still working. Or they're still trying to shift it. And I think that's what a lot of people need to understand. Why? For somebody who loves to compete, it still confuses me why you don't want to just come in, do a workout, yeah. and go away so you can come back the next day, right? Um, that's quality of life is really, really important. That's no, huge, and and kind of you kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, it's the, the, I see this shift happening where it used to be, and it still kind of is that like you know we live in this CrossFit circle. And it's all normal. Everything we do, counting macros, working out, you know, an hour or two a day. That's all normal. But as soon as you step outside of that world, like if you go to a normal office, oh, what are you doing? You're doing your macro counting thing again? Like, oh, Mr. Healthy Life? You know, like it's, yeah, it's, it's there's a lot of negative connotation with it because yeah. I want to count my macros or I want to eat um, Brussels maybe, sprouts. Yeah, I'm going to eat Brussels sprouts. <laughs> or maybe I'm going to eat a sandwich and I'm not going to get the bag of chips, yeah. right? Um, so, you know, I, I think that people need to understand that when they start CrossFit, and even when they're doing CrossFit, right, um, doing CrossFit for, for health and wellness is, is more important in my eyes than the competitive aspect. So right. I'll kind of give an example, right? So when I started CrossFit, once again, I was overweight. I lost a bunch of weight. I realized that I, was, I, could, move, I could move weight fast. And, and I started realizing that I could move it faster than some other people yeah. that were around me. 
So then I wanted to get into the competitive aspect, right? I've done the competitive aspect for CrossFit with CrossFit for oh four-ish years, maybe maybe a little bit longer. Um, and now I'm at the point where, as as I think everybody calls me on our quote-unquote comp team, is either old man or dad, right? <laughs> um, and yeah, thanks a lot, guys. I know that's not a yeah. That's a, yeah. Well, I mean, wear it like a badge of honor. You know? Yeah, I guess. Come in. You should come in in dad jeans. Dad jeans. <laughs> Just start coaching people. As as my boy Billy Valores would say, <clears throat> Alan Cage sweatpants. Right? There you go. So uh, there just needs the old Chantilly logo on the side. <laughs> um, but now where I'm at is, you know, I, I love to compete. I would love to compete at a high level still. Um, but the amount of sacrifice that goes into it, the amount of time, to be honest with you, you all know I, I hurt my wrist about a year ago and I just re-injured it again yeah. and it feels like it felt a year ago. Yep. Um, so that changes some things. You know, I got a knee issue. I got a hamstring issue. I could keep going down the road. Yeah. And I'm not saying that is 100% the norm for anybody that competes. <clears throat> um, that's just where my body is at now. So for me, I, I'm back on the wellness side where it's like, man, I come in, I hit the class. I've, I've hit uh, some 5 a.m.s with with Pete and Taylor and Lou, uh, with, with that 5 a.m. crew of Ashley and Vanessa and Gina and all of them. And it's just really fun to come in and hit a class and kind of do what I think the yeah. cool competitive aspect of CrossFit is, is that internal uh, class competition where it's just me versus you. We're not going to train for two, three, four hours a yeah. day and then go down and do a big competition. We're just we're having a friendly competition within and our within class. class. Yeah, oh, you got me on it. Exactly. You know, I'm I think uh, yeah. I think it was a week or so ago we had a wad that had like a bike, toes to bar, and handstand push-ups. And uh, I walked in and Pete looked at me and he's like, well, you only came because you knew you were going to win. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, I needed to get a win, you know, dad needed a win today, so, um, there's different, there's different time frames in CrossFit where, you know, it could be a wellness thing, it could just be competition, it could go back to that, um, I've alluded to in previous podcasts that enjoying the ride, and I want my ride to go forever, right, so, for me, continuously doing competition training and competitions might not be the best for me right now. Yeah, and, and, you know, we talked about sacrifice, and I'm kind of, you know, I told, we talked about it yesterday um, and just off and on for the past few weeks is I'm in this kind of limbo now where, dude, people don't understand when I say, you know, they're, they're, oh, you don't train so much anymore? I'm like, ah, I'm getting too old for this stuff, man. And it, I say it seriously because, I'm, you know, I'm only 30, obviously, but my body has been exposed to 30. You look old. I know, man. I look tired, rough life. God, um, I don't know what I look like, but... I, uh, you know, I've exposed my body, biological age is a huge part uh, in, of your training age as well. So I've exposed my body to seven years of training at a competition level. The effects of that I'm starting to feel now. They're catching up with me. I'm tight. I'm stiff. My back hurts. I tell you what, the quality of life, it ain't that good, man. Like, it hurts some days. No, and, I mean, if you think about when I started CrossFit, seven, eight years ago, I was... 26, 27, mm-hmm. I'm actually considered pretty old as a CrossFitter at that time when it comes to the competition side of it, right? right. Yeah, I know we got masters and all that stuff, but those, yeah. I mean, masters athletes are 
Oh, forget it. I applaud them all day, man. That's yeah. awesome. Um, but it, it's just, you know, to, to try to go and compete against the 20, 21, 22-year-olds, um, it, gets, it gets challenging, right? So I know for sacrifice, um, when it comes to competing and, and trying to train for that, I remember a couple of years ago for, for Wadapalooza, after I made it, uh, or I was invited to be on a team two, three years ago, there were days that I was dragging sleds and doing mm-hmm. things, and I was I was by myself. I was at home. My whole family, my kids, my wife were inside doing their thing, and you know I'd get the, uh, hey, are you coming inside? Ah, you know I got another thirty minutes of this. I'll I'll be back, right? And I mean that turns into as much fun as I had doing competitions. It, it became pretty lonely. Um, and by no means, and I want everybody to understand why we're talking about this, yeah. I'm not trying to sit here and say that you shouldn't compete. I think you just need to have what Cameron and I have talked about is being realistic, yo. Yeah, be realistic. You need to be a realistic person with what it's going to entail if you want to be a competitor. Number one, you need to be, in my opinion, and I will, I'm not trying to cause a controversy and I don't ever think our podcast will be as big as his, but I will disagree with Ben Bergeron. I do not think somebody first walking into CrossFit should come and say, I want to be a competitor and I'm going to compete yeah. right now. Right now, exactly. Because they have no idea. That's just my view, right? Yeah. Um, I know he gave us a story in one of his seminars that some dude rolled in day one. He was overweight. He said, I'm going to compete. They let him do his their competition training and the guy's a beast. Awesome. Yeah. To me, that's a one-off. That's an anomaly for sure. Right. Um, I think that you need to do CrossFit for a year, year and a half to fully understand it. Yeah. To see if you have the body awareness, to see if you are understanding the movements, you're getting the strength levels that you need to do, and then I think you can go in and, and start talking more about the competition level. Right. Um, I think experience in it is is key. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, you also need to understand that the days are longer. Um, I, I go ahead. Yeah, I can kind of touch on that a little bit, man, because I I'll take you back to when I made it to regionals last in uh, 2015 or 16. I can't remember the year. Um, it was Pacific Regionals, uh, and it was absolutely uh, one of the hardest points of my life because you, you, like you said, it's lonely days, right? I was paying for programming, so it's 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 expensive, man. It was 250 bucks a month for monthly programming. Um, what? And, yeah, training think tank. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking it. They, these guys are totally deserving of every dollar they make. And our supernovas get. Ooh. Wow. Our supernovas don't pay no. us anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. No, don't I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it's so, not all about the money. So I was in the gym two hours in the morning doing cardio and mobility. Then another three hours midday doing more Metcons and more snatch barbell cycling, this, that, and the other thing. And then when I went home, it wasn't over because I still had to pay for the expensive quality food and the amount of food that allowed me to eat 3,500 calories a day varying here and there. But I it was can, just a I can eat 3,500 calories a day and not train. McDonald's. Yeah. Cheap. No. But it's just so lonely. I hated it. You know, it's, it's you know, you did it over in the Pacific region. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know your situation at I know your situation, but I don't know it during that time. Um, it seems like maybe it was lonely for you because maybe you didn't know as many people or language barrier or whatever. I know for me, um, 
But, well, I mean, I guess, was it lonely? Well, no, it was lonely in the fact that I was given, uh, I had program reading, uh, programming written for me that was just at these obscene volumes and weights and this and that, and I would try to get people in, but we would spend 30 minutes trying to figure out how yeah. to modify it and adjust and with limited equipment. It was just a pain in the ass. You know, I know, I know for me, as somebody who was competing and running the gym and coaching classes, you know, we have our competition team, we call them the supernovas, but there would be plenty of days mm-hmm. that they would all come in and do their thing, and then it was just me doing it by so myself, well. right? And uh, I know there's people out there like, man, how do you train by yourself? How do you do this? I, I wanted it. I wanted it really, really bad at that time. And if anybody knows me, like my biggest goal ever in CrossFit was to make regionals either as an individual or as a team, um, or as the gym making regionals as a team. Um, I've accepted the fact that, you know, the Open's coming up here soon. I doubt that I'll be that – uh, I doubt I'll be the guy on the team if we yeah. if we make it. I'm okay with that. I, it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm cool with, you know, coming in, doing class, you know, going home, yeah. not going out into the garage to do another hour or two of training, and then not going down to the basement and doing something else. And as you said – eating certain foods at a certain time because they have to say that. Um, I respect everybody that does it. Um, It's just, for me right now, that's not my thing. Right? So, and once again, I'll I'll give it again. This is the second time I've said in this podcast. I'm not here to put shade on if you want to be a competitor. I just am here to talk to you and everybody on this podcast what I feel like you should understand, right? You should understand that doing CrossFit to just stay healthy and get in shape is great. It's the easier road. Being competitive in CrossFit and doing all that is great. You, as an individual, need to be realistic and understand what bucket you fall under. Right. And sometimes, and I know people, none at our gym, but I know people out there that think that they want to be a competitor and then when I sit there and say, well, this is what you're going to have to do, and they sit there and I'm like, oh, oh, wait, I wasn't ready for all that. I just wanted to work out. I mean, for me, and, and maybe you can <clears throat> agree or, or attest for it, to be a competitive athlete in, at a regional level, you are training three to four hours a day. Yeah, easily. Five to six days a week. Yep. Maybe even seven days because you got that Sunday is a. But well, I was gonna say you'd have to do some sort of active recovery and mobility. Yeah, it's it's tough. It is, Um, and I just want to touch on that a little bit because I know I think we're we're painting a terrible picture. I know, I feel bad. I like competing though. Trust me. Oh, I love competing. Was in CrossFit is one of my favorite things and best accomplishments I've ever done. Oh, for sure. And I mean, like, here's the thing. When you make it to what your goal is, whether it's going to regionals, whether it's going to uh, Waterpalooza, and you're standing there in the tunnel ready to go out on the floor, and the crowd is clapping, and you hear your name called, right then at that moment, you realize that every single hour of work you put into it was totally worth it, not taken away from that at all. It is a hard journey, it's a tough journey, and it's not for the weak. No, I, I, I 100% agree. When I got to do um, Superfit East Coast Championship as an individual that was my only ever individual competition that I had done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to have X amount of points to get to that level. I got to go against some really stud athletes, Chris Evering, Brandon Maupin, uh, Joey Sandvig, Jeremiah Dye, 
uh, Ryan Knutson. I mean, there's a ton of people. Nate Bramlett, Nate Keel. Um, to go against those guys as an individual, and then I mean, obviously realize, wow, you know, I'm good, but those well, guys are at a much different level. level. Oh yeah. Um, that was a great sense of accomplishment, and then. When I got to go down to Miami two years in a row, um, RX team, that was that was amazing to go out there on the stage, um, have my my dad, my Rachel, my wife, my son come and watch. It's um, a cool feeling, man. It's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. I know that a lot of this we're talking bad about competition. It's it's not talking bad. It's it's you just if you all know me, and I think a lot of you do. I'm going to give it to you straight, yeah. and, and sometimes you don't like it. There's just a lot that comes with it, but I would not – I wouldn't do it any differently than what I've done. Absolutely. Right? Not. Even with injuries and, you know, I had a torn labrum almost four and a half years ago and had to come back from that. I There's nothing that I would change about what I've done in CrossFit as a just-doing-class as somebody who did class and started to trickle in some things to get a little bit better, and then somebody that's done competitive training, I wouldn't change it, especially for the moments uh, down in Richmond for, for Superfit East Coast Championship, for my uh, Wadapalooza, even teaming up. And when I got to do um, Cold War and got to go against uh, Jacob Hefner and Wad and in the finale, and oh, yeah. just got really That's embarrassed. Cool. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> like stud! I'm gonna be down here, yeah, man. Good job." Uh, <laughs> so it, it's it's really neat to kind of look back at people I've gone against, and that to me, yeah. you know, when you're sitting there saying that you know you heard your name and all that stuff, to to go ahead and see people that I've got to compete against and at the at the levels that I've got to, that's been exciting for me. So I love competitive CrossFit. Oh, absolutely. Um, I just. I want people to fully understand what it is involved. There's no delusion. That way, when somebody comes to us and they and they say they listen to our podcast, they know what they're in for, and they know that road is lonely and long and tough. Yeah, you know, I can tell you that it, the lonely part seems for me because at the time it was just kind of me doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, I had other people that did it. You know, Bobby. And Chrissy and Kyle and Kyle and Berna and all those guys and gals, Holly. Um, but it was lonely for me because at the time that I was really going, um, everybody had different things going on in life, right? You know, everybody was here or there, and it, it was just different. And, and it's it's not bad. Um, you know, we have people on our comp team now that might not say it's lonely. I mean, I know Heather and Andy who are married and who are on our comp team. They <coughs> They do everything together, so they got each other, right? Exactly. Um, they always have a workout. Um, and I don't, now I'm talking out loud. I don't know if "lonely" is the best word. Yeah. Because um, I mean, you always, but you, you you gotta you gotta have that fire that fire to do yeah. it. So it doesn't matter if you're solo or not. Um, and and I think another thing to remember too is um, this is something a lot of people don't really realize in CrossFit because I have I've had so many people come up and say, "Ah." Oh, how lucky are you, man? You get to train all day. Here's the thing. Is that what we do? That's all. That's what we do, right? Hey, uh, let's say you're an accountant, right? And you work in all kinds of accounting numbers, crunching numbers eight hours a day. When you come home, do you want to sit in front of your numbers and do your own accounting books? 
Hell no, man. Unless your name is Rachel. Because <laughs> Rachel does all our books. Damn. And she loves it. Damn. And I right. and then the best book. <laughs> oh. But no, the best part she starts talking. She's like, I did this whole new thing. And I don't know. I'm like, uh-huh. Right over there. Right over there. Love you. So we do the same thing. I mean, we're coaching classes uh, two to three hours a day. We've got admin stuff, this and that and the other thing. And then it comes 2.30 and it's time to train. I don't have motivation to do that. That's the last thing I want to do, man. I want to like read a book and take a nap. Well, I can, I can tell you this. I mean, where PR start now for the past year, year and a half, where it is today as a gym and a business is completely different than what it was. Mm-hmm. So when I was doing competitive training and that was my focus, I'm not going to sit there and say that our gym was neglected. Mm-hmm. But it's not what it is. Okay. I, I, I wasn't able to run a business and do what you love and be the best social media person better than you. Whoa. And, yeah, right? Uh, episode four. Um, <laughs> and compete and train and yeah. program and play with my kids and be a good husband. I wasn't able to do it. Someone's so gotta um, you got to figure out what bucket – you want to live in, and if you live in one bucket only, mm-hmm. then then you're going to be great at that. If you just start putting yourself in other buckets mm-hmm. or other other things, some things start to get watered down. Absolutely, right. So, um, but yeah, no, I I love everything that I've done in CrossFit. I think CrossFit Wellness or just CrossFit for Health is a really great avenue i think that um i think that members that come in with the mindset of that they're going to be a competitor and they're going to go to the games need to look in the mirror first and understand what that entails mm-hmm. absolutely and i think you got to be willing to go back and forth between those roads at different points in your life i mean you got an an injury you got to put the competition aside and just get well again that's it i mean and, you, oh. and it's going to go back and forth throughout your training time. I, I mean, you, you struck a nerve there. I think, I think, uh, I think a lot of people that I I talk to uh, about jumping back in the you know between the just doing wellness or doing the competitive training would have definitely told you that I should not should not have done the open last year with my wrist mm-hmm. and trying to do it, and I did it in a uh, in a brace. Uh, I did bar muscle ups with a brace on, a uh, wrist brace, and it, it's it's hindered me for the past year. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, you, you kind of live and learn. But once again, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade anything. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, I wouldn't trade a thing, at all. I mean, I, it's countless hours, but it made me a better person. It made me more patient. It made me able to coach other athletes who want to go down that competition path a little more intelligently in my approach and I'm not going to give you any delusional thoughts here. You, Oh, it's going to be so easy. You got this. Like we've been talking about for the past half hour. It is tough. It's, I mean, it's hard. It, it really is. And, and I hope that, you know, when people listen to this in, in our gym, um, if any outsiders listen to it, great. But if anybody in our gym and PR star listens to this and they have any questions and want to sit down, I'm more than happy. You're more than happy to sit down and talk with them. Um, yeah. But I think one of the biggest takeaways is have realistic, realistic goals, right? Or, you know, just be truthful to yourself, yeah. right? Look at yourself and like, am I here to do CrossFit to, to be healthy and 
and have lower cholesterol and, as I like to say, just stay alive or doing something active or do I want to do CrossFit and be a competitor? There's there's different avenues. You just have to, to understand what comes in both worlds. Absolutely. Right? I agree. So um, if you want to compete, I, 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 I love it. I mean, I love competition. That's that's my favorite, one of my favorite things in the world, but uh, there's just a lot of things that come with it. And that's a big takeaway. Be be realistic. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I I enjoyed this podcast. It's probably my favorite podcast that we've done so far. Yeah. And uh, just because I, I like talking about that type of stuff. Um, but to get on a better note. Yes. Because I feel like we just you're, people are listening to two uh, aging men two reminiscing about their crushing <laughs> Man, what are we listening to? This is so sad. Stick it up. No, it's not. (laughs) I have a question for you. If you had to pick, Mm -hmm. who is your favorite superhero? Oh yeah, favorite superhero. If I if you say Green Lantern, you have to leave. No, I'm honestly, man. I kind of like Batman. Is that? I I feel like I said the wrong thing. I want everybody that knows me. I'm shaking my head right now. Let me guess. There's a Superman. Well, are we talking DC Comics or are we talking Marvel Comics? I don't know. This is, this is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> My favorite DC comic is definitely Superman. Okay. Marvel? Um, a lot of people think I like Iron Man because they think I've gotten the, uh, hey, you're kind of like Iron Man. Okay. Cocky, arrogant. <laughs> My favorite Marvel is Captain America. Okay. So, All right. he's a stud, man. That's cool. I I just don't really follow that scene too much. Yeah, you don't watch Game of Thrones either. So I've, I've seen one. Episode. Have you watched Stranger Things? Oh, finished it. Okay, we'll talk Spoiler later. Spoiler alert! Hey, shh. Don't say anything. All right, that does it for this week, Ryan. What is your coaching tip of the week? Well, because we're taking the gym through an entire snatch cycle, I know there's a lot of people out there like, oh my god, snatch cycle. Which we're once again, we're not gaining strength here. Yeah. We are, we're trying to move the barbell efficiently. My coaching tip is elbows and wrists stacked. I like it. I was going to go with that direction too. Overhead position. Hey, show me your armpits. You like that one? There we go. Hey, good overhead position, Ron. You like that? Yes, yeah, stacked. <laughs> All right, that does it for this episode, episode nine of Not For Time PR Podcast. See you next week. Peace. Ooh.